0: Ancient Bavel, there lived a merchant named Zvulun. Hashem had blessed Zvulun with wealth. He owned fields and vineyards and large warehouses full of merchandise. He owned ships that carried his wares to distant lands and brought back costly wares in return. Yes, Zvulun was a very wealthy man, but his greatest wealth and his greatest pride was his young son, Naphtali. From his earliest days, Naphtali loved to learn taita and he was gifted with a brilliant mind. Soon after Naphtali became Bar Mitzvah, his father, Zvulun, sent him to Jerusalem to learn under the guidance of the great Tamid Echachamim in the holy city. It was very difficult for father and son to part, for they loved each other dearly but both knew that no sacrifice was too great for the sake of Taira, so Naftali tried to smile and be brave. For a long time, Zvulun held his son in a loving embrace, and they both wept. Finally, Zvulun blessed his young son and sent him on his way to the holy city of Yerushalayim. His heart was very heavy, however, as he felt that he would never see his son again. Naphtali arrived safely in the holy city. Everything had been prepared for him by his wise and loving father, so that he could learn Tira to his heart's content. Naphtali immersed himself in the sea of the Gemara, and he soon recovered from the pain of parting and for the homesickness he felt for his father's house. Back home in Bovol, Zvulun missed his son very much. Whether it was this painful longing for his son or some other cause, Zvulun became unwell, Leolenu, and grew steadily worse. The doctors were called in, and after examining him, they said that only Hashem could cure this man. Zvulun longed to see his son one more time, before his neshama went away from his guf. but he didn't think there would be enough time to send for him, and in any case, he did not wish to interrupt Neftali's studies. So Zvulun put his affairs in order, wrote his tsadwa, his will, which he signed and sealed in the presence of two witnesses. Having led a good Jewish life, full of taira and maisim tayvim, Zvulun was unafraid. After Zvulun was laid to rest, and the Shiva period was over, his friends took the will to the Bezdin to have it confirmed. The will was opened and read. To great surprise amongst all who knew Zvulun, everyone expected that Zvulun would leave his vast wealth to his only son Naftali, who he loved dearly. But in the will it was written clearly, black ink on white parchment, that a goodly part of his estate should be distributed to different charities and worthy institutions, with the remainder to go to Zvulun's faithful slave Samura, not Naftali, Zvulun's only son, but Samura the slave was to become the sole inheritor of most of the riches that Zvulun had amassed during his lifetime. Did the old man forget his son completely? No, Zavulun did make a provision in the will that before Samora would take over possession of the estate, Naphtali would be able to select one object from all of the possessions of his late father. No one could understand why Zevulun would have disinherited his only son in this way. They felt sorry for Naphtali, knowing how much he loved his father, and that at that very moment he was away in Jerusalem, learning Taira with all of his heart and all of his soul. His love for the Taira should have been better rewarded, they felt. Samora was even more surprised than all of the others, but he was naturally very pleased with his fortune. He had served his masters of Ulun well, had often accompanied him on his business trips, and he had learned much from his master. He was able to take care of the estate. He was even more careful than ever, now that he expected everything to be his, except for one thing, that his master's son, Naftali might select. He sent a messenger to Naphtali in Jerusalem, telling him that his father had passed away, and also sent him a copy of the will. He told him that Naphtali could come any time to select his portion, as everything would be left intact until he should arrive. The news of his father's death was a great shock to poor Naphtali. He tore his clothing in the manner prescribed by the Taira and he benched Hashem, the Dayan Ha'emes, the righteous judge, and then he sat down on the floor to mourn for his father for seven days of Shiva. Poor Naphtali was heartbroken, but he sought comfort in his learning. But he could find no comfort when he thought about his father disinheriting him. He blamed himself for lack of respect toward his father and for losing his father's affection. The lost wealth did not upset him at all. Naftali had found great wealth in his learning, but the thought of having incurred his father's displeasure did not give him any peace. When Naftali's teacher came to visit his Talmud, he found him in this sad state of mind. The Tamad Chacham spoke of the good deeds of Zvulun, Naphtali's father, and how righteous men never die but live on in their good deeds. Naphtali would have been greatly comforted by his teacher's words if it was not for his father's will. He decided to show the will to his teacher. The Tamad Chacham read it and read it again. Naphtali closely watched his teacher's face, looking For anger or disappointment, but instead, Naftali was surprised to see a smile. His teacher turned to Naftali and said, "'Blessed is Hashem, who graciously gives wisdom and understanding to his servants. My son, your father was wiser than you could have ever dreamed. His love for you reaches out even from his grave.'" This very will, which you thought had deprived you of his fatherly love and care, is clear evidence how much your father loved you and how carefully he has planned for your protection and your future. Naftali was confused. He did not understand what his teacher could mean. But when his teacher asked him, to whom do the possessions of a slave belong, according to Halacha, Naftali suddenly realized that all he had to do was choose Samura, the slave, as the one object out of his father's possessions which he would claim as his own according to the will, and then automatically everything would revert to him, Naphtali, the rightful heir. But our faithful Samura would not have done anything to deprive me of my father's inheritance, said Naphtali. Why did my father feel the need to take this extra precaution? My son, replied his teacher. Wealth can be a terrible temptation. Your father did not want to take a chance. He wanted to make sure that you would receive everything in the best possible way. After the mourning period was over, Naftali left Bavel to take possession of his father's estate. He came home and claimed Samura as his choice, which then meant that he inherited his father's estate. Both Samora and Naftali had an affectionate reunion. Samora remained Naftali's devoted servant and manager of his affairs while Naftali devoted his time to learning Taita And by and by, he became as wise and pious as his late father of blessed memory.